You've just tuned into the Stronger Business Podcast, where you're asking stronger questions and we're answering them. Please welcome Josh and Chad as they continue the conversation on finding your ideal customer. Welcome back, entrepreneurs. This is episode 77 of the Stronger Business Podcast. Chad Brown, the serial CFO. How you doing, brother? I'm great, my man. How about you? I am doing fantastic. I love when we have guests on the podcast and they talk about things that we are like going through in that moment with our businesses. It's pretty cool to have like that timeliness of it. And we had it today, which was cool. We did. Parker Nash, his episode, which is something I needed to hear. It's in my business, struggling with who's my ideal customer, how am I handling my marketing? How do I figure these things out? Clarity, attraction, attention, all those things is it's just not my specialty. I'm a numbers guy. So it was awesome stuff, man. And that's at Parker Nash episode 76. I think the cool thing is that me and Parker with our shared history, as we mentioned on the episode, being <laughs> I wanna go ahead. Big dogs at Nike. We spent some time at Nike. Both very well respected team members. They call them team members over there because Nike sports, you know. Team members of Nike. And uh I just you know, it's it's good to be with someone else that also contributed in a huge way to Nike like I did in the early 2000s. All right. So here's what I want to know. Yeah. So I just learned in Parker's episode of this Nike work experience for you that never realized that was a part of your career path up until now. So what happened? I feel like something had to happen. There's some like jaded moment because you are a walking Adidas billboard. Is it Adidas? Is it Adidas? I don't even know how to say it, but that's all you wear. I've never seen Nike represented at all in our 10 to 15 year history together. Yeah. So fill me in. What went wrong? What, what's the... Man, I, there's not a big breakup story, you know, with Nike. It's, there's nothing. They didn't offend me in any way. I don't think I offended them, even though I'm pretty good at offending folks. <laughs> so spiritual gift. Um, nah, man, I worked there in my sophomore year of college. I worked at Nike and uh, I liked it. It was actually pretty fun. And then it was like finals time. And I don't know if you've recognized this about me in our time as business partners. I can procrastinate sometimes. And I hadn't really studied for finals. And so I quit on the spot. And my, my manager, That's though, just to say, yeah, all. I was like, man, I can't come back tomorrow. I got finals. He's, but he actually told me his name was Steven something. I can't remember his last name. But he was like, man, if you ever want to come back, you can. You've done a good job. So me and Nike, we split up. It was amicable. It was okay. We no hard feelings. And uh, I don't know, man, I guess at some point, some Adidas track suit. I probably walked by it. It was probably on a mannequin in a store. And I was like, that mannequin kind of has my frame. It's ripped arms and stuff. You know, it looks really <laughs> oh like God. it's been dedicated to the gym, <laughs> just like me. And I stumbled into an Adidas track suit and I fell in love. I knew I was where I was supposed to be. I knew that I was their ideal you were, client. You were never going to go back to Nike. I was, I, I was, knew it. I was like, man, I'm the ideal client for Adidas. Obviously, there's something right about this moment. They had a problem. I didn't even know how to explain it, but they solved it. It was amazing. So so let's talk about this ideal customer and, and having this avatar, who you serve as a business. I know it's something I struggle with because I just want to serve everybody. And I want to like grow and help and provide good service and not tell people no. So is that something for you that you've realized for a long time? Hey, this is how I need to approach business and how I want to approach building the cleaning company? Or is this something new that you've been able to harness and figure out? Because you do a much better job than I do with identifying the ideal customer for, for the cleaning company. Yeah, I mean, it's a great question. I think, you know, it, it highlights some of the differences between you and me. 
right? There's a lot. There's a lot Which of difference. I mean, we awesome business partners. We both got great hair. I mean, I got a great head shape. Is what we said. That's the way I got to say it now. It's a great head shape. Hitch. But you got great hair. Um, one of the things though that's different between you and I is like you're a lot more achievement focused than I am, right? So like you just love executing, getting things done, and I get a lot of stuff done, but it's not. I don't necessarily get the thrill of marking it off my to do list. And so I think for you, like you're, it's you're seeing the different types of clients that you can serve and serve really, really well, probably is exciting to you. While for me, I'm like, no, I'm looking for like this niche client that I feel like we can serve really, really, we do a great job. Like we can meet their expectation. We can solve their problem, but it's not everybody. And I know that I don't really want to solve everybody's problem. So I call it, you probably call it the path of least resistance. I marketing brain here, call it the path of right resistance. <laughs> But I'm looking for, in all seriousness, I'm I'm more geared over the years. Now, that's being said, too. This is, you know, 15-plus years into this industry, which is a ridiculous amount of time. That, for me, has helped with figuring that out. But when I started, I, I was doing anything anybody asked me to do. I was doing things. I didn't, and you were the same, I'm sure. They were, they were like, hey, can you do this? And I'm like, yep. I had Absolutely, no idea yeah. what they were even asking me. I remember Don't a client, even know what you're going to pay me, but I'm in. No, no, no. A client, man, just right down the road here, they asked, they're like, can you pressure wash? And I was like, sure. I, Chad, I swear to you, I had never pressure washed anything in my life, man. Like, I, I didn't grow you up. You mean like the time I had a carpet cleaning van? Somebody asked me if I could clean five banks every night? I'm like, yeah. yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm in. I when can't do believe I start? what took you so long to ask, you know? Uh, no, I did some work with it, which I had no idea how to do. And, and which all of us, that's, I mean, you have to start out that way to some capacity, right? So for me, man, over the years, um, I just figured out through try, fail, and adjust what I liked and what I didn't like. And and honestly, where I felt like I could be excellent. One of the things I learned about myself, and I think honestly, a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with this at somewhere down the road, man, I figured out, I became okay with saying, Hey, I'm just not good at this. Yeah, I'm not good at this area of business, or I'm not good at serving this particular client. But sometimes it causes, I just didn't want to. Sometimes I wanted to, I just wasn't good. Right. And so over time, I figured out this is probably what's best for me and best for the customer, and have been able to focus more on that ideal uh, type of customer. I, I think, honestly, the reason it may be more of a struggle for you than it is for me is I think you just have a lot more drive to uh, to achieve well. And so you see where you can achieve, and you keep you keep achieving in those areas. While for me, I probably just fail more, <laughs> and I've learned to be okay with it. But it is it was a learned thing for me, for sure. And I do think at this point in time, again, 15 years in, 15 plus years in, I think that it has become a strength where I am able to say, no, not that customer. There's somebody else that's better qualified to serve that customer than us. If we wanted to try to do it, we could. But with what our goals are for growth and what we're trying to create within our industry, we can't go serve that guy and also scale up serving these guys. Like we can't be the best at serving everybody. It's just not going to happen. I just, through my own failures, came up with, grew, I think, for me, to where I was more okay with that. But I think, again, people like yourself who just such, you're a high achiever, you produce so much yourself, and you're really good at going out and getting business, I think it's maybe just a little harder for you because you won't screw it up as much as I would. Well, I don't know, man. It's interesting because it's really created a bottleneck for us as we try to define, like, who we are and who we serve and how we're growing and what we're going to look like in five years and also how we train our team members. And mm. when we hire somebody, it's, oh, it just takes such a developed skill and years of experience to serve all ends of the spectrum where if we did just speak to one customer or one specific 
type industry or person or client, our training becomes easier, our marketing becomes easier, like Parker mentioned in his episode. And so that's where it's worked until now, and it's worked really well, and it makes it fun, like getting to interact with different clients at different income levels and different industries and and all the different things that come into serving an entire community regardless of where they land is makes for a really fun environment a, a fun work day it's different every day it's challenging it really keeps my pulse into what's going on on all ends of the spectrum and and offers uh, insight to all the other things going on out there and how other people are living and experiencing and opinions on, on different parts of what's happening in the world. So I love that, but I've also been able to see, Hey, we can't, we can't keep going this route. We got to make some changes. We got to do something different. And the biggest struggle for me, and this is where you can help and help guide me. And you've been able to guide our cleaning company uh, around who that ideal customer is. I don't know who I want our ideal customer to be. Like yeah. I, I feel like this is this probably sounds extremely um, uh, conceited here, but I feel like we can serve any of our customer markets really, really well, and we can serve them better than most of our competition. So how do I how do I know who I want to serve, or how do I pick or decide? Hey, I want to serve this customer or this certain type of industry. I don't I don't even know who I want to serve, so it's really hard for me to identify how we grow or who we grow around. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. And I think, again, this goes into, like, kind of how I'm wired, is that the whole time you were just saying the stuff that you were just saying, all I could think about was that our next challenge for the Stronger Business <laughs> Challenge community. I'm backing myself into a challenge here. You said this may come across as conceited, and immediately I thought, well, our next challenge is conceited with Chad. Or we went from consistent with Chad <laughs> to conceited with Chad. This will be great for creating my strength, stronger man. businesses. See, I'm, I'm trying to get you in the right I lane, I can show bro. up every day and think a lot of myself. No, it's it's like you'd be driving to work with your head stuck out the window, getting that perfect hair all waved in. <laughs> And now, oh, the middle life crisis here I'm dealing with. <laughs> I cannot wait till you drive up in that sports car convertible. It's going to be phenomenal. <laughs> Parker's episode 76, he did mention, this was kind of cool, because, again, you have this broad scope of, of clients. And as we mentioned, like, you know, you are your personal guy for, like, a lot of guys in the yeah. NFL, which is pretty cool. And then, but also, you know, the, the people working at Burger King down the street are getting their taxes done in your office as well. So it is cool that you got that – the broad nature of being able to help both of those uh, customer groups out. But I think as you, like you're saying, one of the challenge points at a certain point is that you hit is that well, in order for me to scale my business, if I'm really going to like grow it in a big time way, it's hard to create everything for everybody. Now there's entities and companies that do it. Like they just have like, a, you know, there's like, well, Amazon, they're this mass level and they can, they can serve everybody because they're kind of serving everyone with the same products. But if you have a, the product that you're giving to the guy in the NFL is slightly different than the product you're giving to the guy working yeah. at Burger King, right? And so if you're building a team and trying to scale those models, it's almost like you got to have either multiple systems within your entity that you're scaling and growing, which obviously complicates it, or you have to start phasing out certain certain lines of customers. And there's probably a lot of ways to do that. Yeah. How do I decide what customers to phase out or what customers to focus on? Because I make money on all of them. Yeah. They've all helped get us here. I like serving all of them. I mean, in reality, I have fun with all types of clients, but I'm, I can't, we can't keep doing it this way. And I don't know how to make the decision of what to focus yeah. on. Well, and I think that's what, if you, if the, if the question is you have 20 different client types and I'm asking you, which one is ideal? 
Yeah. And I'm making you say no to 19 immediately. That's extremely difficult. But if I said, all right, out of those 20, get rid of one. It might be Ooh. a little bit easier. So Parker's advice to Ooh, us was, you know, like sometimes this. you're not painting the picture of your ideal client. Ah. You're painting the picture of the clients that you that you don't want. And in this particular scenario, it may, it may be like, well, it's not even that I don't want them. It's just that I know that that's not my favorite like type sure. of client. Or it's, even the client that I can't provide a whole lot of value. It's a transactional right. equation at that point from yeah. a business standpoint. And that's not, I'm not providing a tremendous amount of value for what they're paying. And I think that's a good question to ask is you, we got so much, a limited amount, all of us. I mean, Elon Musk, he's got a limited amount of resources. Mm-hmm. He's not, he does not have unlimited resources. As rich as the guy is, he, there is a limit to his capacity. And the, you know, the greatest thing on his capacity is probably his own personal, like what he can focus on personally, right? He's got just as much time in a day as you and me. So is how can I maximize my value? So I can provide a great service for all of these different types of customers. But I know I can provide a higher level of service for this guy over this guy. And so I like both of them. But if I'm really trying to maximize the value I can create for my customer, then I gotta tell, I gotta figure out something else for this guy so that I can be the best that I can be personally. And if I can focus all of my time where I can create maximum value, then that feels like the biggest win for me and for those that I serve. So those are still difficult questions to have, but I think if you look at it more so from Okay, let me just whittle it down. Let me not try to get to, to the ideal client. Let me get let me get from twenty to seventeen, and at least makes it where you're like, ah, I think I can do that. Those, that doesn't seem as hard as getting from twenty to one. Yeah, I agree with that. And okay. you're not going to completely flip your business overnight, right? No, so it's yeah. like, well, this is a, you gradually got to the point where you served so many different types, and you'll probably gradually get to a point uh, where you don't. But I know for uh, for me in the cleaning business, at a certain time, I realized that I didn't, we were doing residential, we we're doing house cleaning, that we no longer wanted to be in that market. And we did pull the plug on it. And it was painful financially and like some customers were mad, right? But we realized that the greatest path of growth and honestly the reason you and our business partners today is because we made that hard decision on this isn't the customer that is ideal for us to serve any longer and moved on from it. So they're great questions to have. I really feel like Parker's episode does a phenomenal job of walking you through yeah. some steps and then also giving some takeaways there. But what's your favorite part of the episode, man? What do you think is the the thing that Parker said that can help you like most quickly go in the direction of solving the challenges that you have with your company? A couple of things that really resonate with me that I think so many business owners are just scared to do, and me included in in my journey, is exactly what we're talking about, identifying that ideal customer and really saying no to everything else. But as a young business owner in that not startup phase, but let's say first five years of business phase, it's so scary to do that. If I were to say, uh, let's say I was starting a, a tax practice right now as a young entrepreneur and said, you know what, I'm going to do taxes for dentist. And that's my market. That's who I'm going after. That's my ideal customer. Here's what they look like. Here's the size of their practice. They have three employees. This is my specialty. That's awesome. But that's also scary as hell because is there enough market out there? Yeah. How many dentists are they? Like, how hard is that going to be to tap into? What's my competition? And so I really think it's challenging for business owners to get in that mindset that, that Parker's teaching of identifying that ideal customer and speaking straight to them. But that is truly how you grow a business and scale a business that's multi-million, $10 million, $100 million is 
you speak to somebody and they feel understood and they feel like you are their answer and solution. Which brings me to the other two things that that really related uh, to me in his episode is when he started talking about uh, when you identify your ideal customer, what will their life look like if they use your service? And more importantly, this is the big one, man. This is the piece I, I, I never get to is what will their life look like if they do not? Yeah. And that for me is like the takeaways from the episode that I'm like, man, that really gets my brain to spin in and rethinking everything from a, presentation from a website from a marketing perspective of every business I'm involved in it is really good because we, we just start naturally inclined I don't think to think what are they missing out on if they choose not to do business with me or if they just don't know that I exist yeah. right because for all of us like when if we can get really humble if we get off of the conceited with Chad challenge if we get back with the humble with Josh challenge we can figure out. Do you like how I did that? Like I made myself the humble one. That's like the most prideful thing. A lot thing better you if you do. come up with something with Jay, but you I, know, was, I couldn't. It's such a more, it's it's a more difficult task. In all honesty, there's not a lot of great J words. You know, uh, Jubilee with Jot, and eh, we're not doing that one. So um, <laughs> now, when it comes down to it, though, you know, when it all of these questions and challenges, if we can just be real with ourselves and have belief that no, I am good at doing providing value for a certain amount of customers, and so if they aren't using me. I'm I'm the best in certain capacities, right? Like there, mm-hmm. you, and you're the same. Like you, and there are certain areas of business you are better than your competition. Not all areas, but in some. So you find well, which client needs that the most, and then you, if you're able to add, answer that question, like well, if they don't do business with me, then they're missing out here, and this is a really important need for that person. And I think that's like it gets your eyes off of you, right? He's like, well, I need to go win this customer for them. It's not just for like, yeah, my bank it's account. much easier to make that phone call or walk in that door or sell your service when you know they're missing out if they don't do business yeah. with you. Especially if you believe I can it. make this such a win for them. Yeah. They're crazy not to yeah, do and business you, with me. And you can connect the dots and they can feel that transfer of emotion of like, this dude's not just trying to sell me. Yeah. He truly believes he can solve this problem for me. And that's how true sales, you know, that's how they happen. Like the good salesperson sells a product to the right person and they back it up. And so I think that's that's a key part of it too, man. I love that you pointed that out. I, I really enjoyed the episode with Parker. Again, we go way back. Just kidding. Uh, never met the, the guy. glory days of Nike. Glory days of Nike. Um, I was co-author of Shoe Dog. No, many people don't know that um, because of the humble with Josh challenge. I don't tell a lot of people that stuff. But no, I mean, in all seriousness, it's a great episode. We were excited at, at the end of it to be like, oh my gosh, there's so much rich content that we can apply to our businesses. I just love that we came up with this idea for doing this podcast and we do, we don't, we don't build it. We don't buy it. We don't borrow it. We steal it. We steal their consulting hours. They don't pay us anything to be on this. And we learn and apply so much. This podcast was a great idea. It's making us so much money long-term. Yeah. See, I'm thinking about putting Parker on three more quote unquote air quotes episodes (laughs) (laughs) where I get him on here. And we just talk about my business. Parker, I'm going to get you back here. It's also welcome back Parker to the fake. Stronger business podcast. It's like when will this We're episode? Talk about the tax shelter today. When are y'all releasing this episode? Uh, it's later. That's going to happen. Hey, y'all check favorite, it out. What were your favorite parts, man? What What did you get the most value out of? I just think that you know, honestly, when it comes down to what he's talking about with the clarity piece, um, I think it's difficult to clarify the the exact person that you want to talk to. But I think it's so important because if you could figure out that this is the person I'm best equipped to serve. And you start focusing everything. All right, well, what you know, what do a what do I need to do to serve that person well? And it, for me, and again in our business, like our focal point is banks. I'm like, all right, well, I think that we can provide better servers for them than a lot of our comp- our competition. 
because we're focused on them. So I'm focused on like, well, now what's the pain points of being in a bank? And so that pushed toward that, like, no, no, figuring it out. You know, this the lines of questions. Um, I just, I don't know. I feel like that is just a phenomenal success tool in businesses. If you can figure out exactly is that you want to serve. It's funny. All right. So like two days ago, I was thinking this, I got a theology degree, you know, this, and some, most of our audience probably doesn't know that. And so growing up the preacher's kid, a lot of stuff, like I, I Bible reference, a lot of things. And there's this verse in the Bible and it says, choose this day whom you will serve. And for whatever reason that has been echoing in my head recently, because I'm like, that is one of the best startup business questions <laughs> that you can ask, right? It's because you're starting your business, like you're starting to get your own, you know, work for yourself, get your freedom to profit. That's all part, like that's all part of your reasoning. But when it comes down to it, you have a product for an end user, for a consumer. And so like, all right, well, let's just choose. Like, who are you going to serve? You can't serve everybody. So choose this day whom you will serve and figure it out. Because once you figure out, well, that's the person that I want to serve. Then you start looking and asking all these questions, and it's not asking all those questions about abstract person. It's like, no, it's it's about this person. We hear people talk about, we'll give it a name, an avatar, all those things. I just love that. I think, you, man, you get the clearer you get there, the more likely you succeed in a really big time level. I think we found your calling. Like I'm excited. Like I'm I'm ready now. Like Sunday mornings, ten o'clock, business Bible Sunday. Like <laughs> you found your message. You're gonna you're gonna take the Bible and put it into business context. We're gonna show up every Sunday morning. Oh, I like. We'll it. sing a little bit. It'll be awesome. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm down. We'll sing songs about money, profit. I'm the prophet, you know. This is prophet. Oh my god! Oh yes, this is. Amazing. I'm the prophet, prophet. That's what I should say. Maybe a TV show. <laughs> Sunday morning's coming to you. All right, so here's the challenge, Josh, and here's I think probably a struggle from an entrepreneur that's been in business for a little while is they built something that they realized uh, doesn't have the best foundation based on some of these principles that Parker talks about. What do you do now? Let's take the cleaning company, for yeah. example. You know we serve banks, and we serve them really well. And our ideal customer is banks. We want to clean every bank in Georgia. And that's who we want to serve. We know how to serve them. We have all the tools. We've researched what they need. We know the privacy laws. We know the background checks needed for the people we're putting in there. There's holiday schedules, how they operate, what happens when somebody gets COVID, all those things. But now also inside of this cleaning company, we've got 10 or 15 customers that aren't banks. There are random things from apartment complexes to random facilities with a warehouse and in different aspects of businesses or people we know. They've been doing business with us and have been a customer for five to 10 years. We're making several thousand dollars a month off these clients. How do you unwind that? Do you unwind it? What do you do? Dude. I literally just wrote this down. I think it's pretty good. Right. Our audience, hey, if it's it. good, you say it. Is it a, is it a scripture? Or it's is it? not. It rhymes, though, and it's easy to remember. First thing, first step. It's kind of like so, humble with Josh. doesn't rhyme. Humble with Josh. doesn't fit. It, if it <laughs> that's doesn't my, rhyme, it doesn't fit. That's my Saturday night live show I'm doing. The first thing, so again, the, the context of the setting here is that you've been in business for a minute, and you have clients of different types, and you're realizing that, Hey, this one type is the one I want to focus on. You got several other types that you no longer, you realize like, that's not my ideal client. So first thing, for the ones who are not your ideal clients, you have to say no. I mean, what I mean by that is the next time one of those types of client calls you, 
That's you easy have to enough. say right. no. No I, more of you. Okay. Yes. No You're not saying anything you. to your existing right. yeah. client base. You're just saying like, we're just not going to take any more of those. I'll give you an example from the cleaning company. My very first client I ever had commercial cleaning was a fitness center. It was the Omni, Omni Club in Athens. doesn't exist anymore in that fashion, but the Omni Club in Athens. And now I have we got we have one fitness facility now that we still clean, and we will not pick up anymore. And it's not because it's not a lucrative market. It's not because they're not good customers. It's just because I don't feel like that's where we want. We feel like we can be the best and we can serve at the mm-hmm. highest level. Uh, or honestly, that it's not even that. It's that we feel like we can provide a, a better impact for this niche over here for us, which is banks. So the first thing is you say no. I'm just I'm not going to take any more customers in that customer type. I can do that. Yeah, that makes sense, right? So whenever you pick, you're like, well, I'm not going to take any more. Let's use your dentist example where you realize like, ah, dentist actually is not what we want, but I got 15 of them. So, all right, well, don't get, don't do anything when you're 15. Just say no to the next dentist. No more dentists. No more dentists. Not doing it. Say no. All right. Second thing, say grow. Now, what does that mean? Well, for Athens Cleaning Company, we get freaking excited, like lustful eyes when I'm driving down the road and see a bank branch. That's the market I want to get. That's the ideal client. So I say a no to these guys. They're no longer what I'm looking for, but that's what I'm looking for. So I'm going to say grow. We're going to grow right there. And over time, if your focus is there and you can be successful at it, and you grow that market, it starts to shrink the other things, right? So like first, like so it's not getting rid of. No, it is just diluting. I'm going to dilute. I don't have the same ten dentist clients, but instead of. 40% 40% of my business, I'm going to grow to where they're only 10% of my business. I'm going to make that type be a lesser percentage of my business by growing the type that I don't, or excuse me, the, the type that I do want. So I'm saying no to the ones that I no longer choose to believe I provide the best value for, or it's the best value for my time. I'm going to say grow to the ones that do fit my ideal client. And I'm going to, do, I'm going to start marketing around that. Like again, everything about growing the company now becomes about that. So say no, say grow at certain point in time. You might have to say go. And that is when you tell your dentist clients, hey, guys, I just don't think that this point in our business model, we're built to serve you well. Now, you may not you might not have to ever say that. But also, there may be somebody else that comes along that does want to do dentist. You know, they want to be the dentist person, right? And they just attract your clients. So some of your clients, you won't have to say go. They'll just go because you no longer, your model no longer meets their needs anymore. Sure. They'll see that you're going a different direction. And, they, and just like me and Nike, we'll go through, you will amicably divorce from one another. So yeah, say no to the clients that you don't want anymore. Don't take anymore. Don't fire the ones you got. Just don't take anymore. Say grow to the clients that you do want. Aim all your marketing at talking to the ideal customer that you want to grow with. And then eventually you might have to say go to clients that you can no longer serve. Again, this week, Athens Cleaning Company, we said go. And it wasn't like, get the heck out of here. It was like, hey guys, we just, we don't feel like we're the best company for you anymore. Our model just doesn't work for y'all. So we're going to have you go, and I'm going to tell you where to go. And it's not anywhere bad, Chad. My mom listens to this. I won't get in trouble. I'm going to tell them that the competitor that I respect that I think can serve them well, hey, go over here. These guys will crush it for you. And we've done that a lot over the last year where we've had told some clients we felt like it'd be better for them to go in a very solid way. And it works out great because it works out for this competitor of mine who now has like tremendous esteem. For us, it, they're a better fit for the client, so I can tell them to hey, go with confidence. And it, it's a win for all of us because I wasn't—I was getting to where I couldn't serve them well anyway. Yeah. So definitely makes no sense. grow go. That's my two cents for our audience as far as and if they're trying to if they're figuring out the ideal client that they want and they're wanting to move toward that, I think that's the best way to do it. Again, there's there's some um, ambiguity to that, but I think if they lean into that type of idea, it can take them to where they want to grow. Love it, man. That's helpful for me. I know it's extremely helpful for our audience and. 
that's what we're here to do is tackle these challenging topics that are parts of what we're going through in our business and a lot of you out there are going through. And by answering these questions and talking through with experts like Parker, we're able to get stronger in, inside of our business, in, inside of helping uh, other people inside of our teams and figure out where are we going, what's that vision, who are we serving, what does it look like, and how do we navigate that with something we've already built that we sometimes didn't mean to end up where we're at in our business. So yeah. I think that happens to a lot of us. Absolutely. So you guys check out episode 76 with Parker Nash, formerly of Nike, now with Parker Nash Marketing. And we're going to connect with him too down the road here because he's got great stuff. So there's some uh, some takeaways in that episode too. So make sure that you check it out if you want your business to grow stronger. Y'all, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of the Stronger Business Podcast, then leave us a review and share it with a friend. You can find us online at strongerbusiness.com or check us out on Instagram or Facebook at Stronger Business. We look forward to hearing from you and have a great 2022.